Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 102 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Jess Dodson. Jess is a Windows administrator living in Queensland, Australia. Jess describes herself as a Microsoft fangirl and for the past couple of years has been a Microsoft Most Valuable Professional. Jess is also keen to pass on information to others, technically relevant, as well as other useful information for those in system administration. So Jess, can I ask you to expand on that intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself? So yes, I am a Microsoft Windows administrator. I tend to focus more on Active Directory, identity and security, and that seems to be where I've now found my niche market. In terms of system administration, I've been involved in system administration for a really long time now. So we're coming up to nearly 15 years of being in the industry. So I've been involved in a number of different organisations and not-for-profits, including one that was called SAGEU that's now called the IT Professional Association here in Australia. And it's all about system administration and increasing visibility and showing that the career isn't as boring as people make it out to be. And <laughs> I try and continue on with that with some of the things that I post online, on my blog, through Twitter and Reddit. And my aim is to convince more people to come to the operations side of IT because there's a lot of push and focus on the coding side and the developer side, but no one pays attention to the operation side and operations is so important. Do you find there's a big difference between the companies you've worked for in terms of the operational side? Not really. So I've only really worked for two companies, <laughs> which uh. sounds odd considering considering my age. I've, I only jump sort of about every seven or eight years. So I've worked for a university in Queensland, and I'm also now currently working for a government organisation. I won't dob in who they are, otherwise I might get in trouble. But <laughs> in terms of how they work, I've found that universities and government organisations are very similar. I haven't had a lot of exposure to private enterprise, so that's going to be interesting if I ever do head towards that way. (laughs) I imagine they're going to be slightly different to the kind of cushy roles that I've had so far. (laughs) (laughs) It may be a bit different. It's difficult to know from my perspective. I'm I'm not a system administrator. So, yeah, cultural differences do exist, I I would assume, in terms of – so the public and private sector in Australia as much as anywhere else? Most definitely, most definitely. So Jess, can you maybe share a unique career tip with the IT Career Energizer audience, one they might not know and possibly should? For me, the biggest tip that I can provide to people, specifically people who are just coming into the industry, IT isn't a straight line. There is no straight line to get into the career or the job or the position that you specifically want. There's there's no, you get this degree, you study this amount of time, and then all of a sudden you have this job. It's completely random. Every person that I've ever met in IT has completely different ways that they've gotten into the industry. So follow the path that works for you. If that means going to university and doing a degree, great. Do that. That's fine. 
if that means leaving school early, going and working at the, the bottom of the rung, starting off with help desk and working your way through the ranks, fine, do that. Work part-time and study part-time so that way you get the best of both worlds, do that. That's fine too. There are so many different ways to get in because it's not a one-size-fits-all. There are multiple ways to get in, so you just got to find the one that works for you. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's very much, as you say, it's it's what works for the individual and what works for you. Absolutely. So Jess, can you maybe tell us about your worst IT career moments and what you learned from that experience? So I have two and I really couldn't decide between the two. So very early on in my career when I worked for the university, probably about two or three years in, I was involved in helping to support the public-facing website for this university. And due to doing live testing on the production website, I took the whole website out and we needed to restore it completely from backup. So my lesson learned from that one (laughs) is don't do testing in production. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Big tip there. Lesson learned, definitely something I've not done again. Um, The second one was one that's probably more related to the role that I'm in now, in my current role, actually. I was trying to delete a server from our Windows Update server to say, this server doesn't exist anymore, doesn't need to get updates, I need to delete it. And it was a production server that had been decommissioned. But instead of deleting the server, I actually deleted the entire production server group and every single server with it. So over 500 servers, all deleted from WSUS, meant that they couldn't receive Windows updates. And this was done the day before the production patches were due to be deployed. Right. How quickly did you discover that mistake? I discovered that mistake within like seconds because the delete, two delete options, which is delete computer versus delete group, are literally side by side. And I realized I'd clicked the wrong one. Oh. It was instantaneous, a, a moment of, wow, what have I just done? And probably my lesson learned for that one, admit to your mistakes straight up. Because if I had just hidden it and gone, no, I can fix this by myself. Everything's fine. I, I won't tell anyone. It's fine. I actually ended up admitting it to one of my closest colleagues and said, look, I've done this. I need some assistance in getting it up and and, and fixed really, really quickly. We had it all fixed within an hour. Oh, pretty good. That's not bad at all. Um, Yes. You you hear of people doing similar things and and spending the night and and getting everybody involved. So yeah, that's not terrible. (laughs) No, it was a very quick fix. And it was only because the person that I ended up speaking to had some experience in scripting the return of all of the servers into the system. So we were able to get it done really, really quickly. But if I hadn't admitted it, I probably would have been up until 2am in the morning doing it by myself manually. It's one of those ones where you need to admit when you've screwed up. Yeah. So taking the, the major lesson from there for you is that it's all about teamwork as well. Absolutely. One person can get some things done, but as a team, you can get so much more done if you work together. Okay, so moving away from your worst moments, can you maybe tell us about your IT career highlight or greatest success? So my highlight for my entire career was I spoke at Microsoft Ignite in Australia and that came about through being friends with someone from Microsoft and they contacted me and said, I can get you a free ticket for Ignite. Catch is you've got to speak. (laughs) And so I said, Oh, okay, sure. And then about 15 minutes later, I've gone, oh no, what have I got myself in for? And I thought, no, I can do this. I'm going to give it a try. So I put together a talk 
called Writing the Right Rights, which is all about Active Directory security and maintenance. And I gave that talk at Microsoft Ignite Australia in 2015. And that was my very first time speaking. I hadn't even spoken at a smaller user group or anything like that. I got up in front of, I'd say, over 150 people to give this talk. And my talk that year was rated the third highest of the conference. Well, how much did you practice? My rule for speaking in regards to that, and I I did do some looking online in regards to technical speaking, they say, however long you've got to speak for, and I had 70 minutes, 75 minutes, however long you've got to speak for, you need to practice 10 times that amount and do 10 times the amount of preparation. And that's exactly what I did. I must have practiced that talk at least a dozen times. <laughs> well, th- I think that proves that practice makes a big difference in terms of your delivery. So if you were ranked third, I mean, how many how many talks were there? Hundreds. Well, so fantastic job. First time out, third, brilliant. Well done. I thought it would have been beginner's luck, but it turns out it wasn't because I actually gave the same talk over in New Zealand the following year and was rated in the top 15. Fantastic. So yeah, is it something you've progressed and continued to do? It is. So I have spoken now, I've spoken at Ignite Australia fifteen in 2015. I spoke at Ignite New Zealand 2016. I spoke again in Ignite Australia 2017. We've only just heard from Microsoft that uh, part of their Ignite tour, and they're going to be touring their big Ignite conference through a whole different range of countries, including Australia, and it's coming to Sydney in February next year. So I am putting forward a couple of talks, and I'm hoping that I'll be invited to speak. Brilliant. Okay, we're going to move on. So what excites you in particular about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? Everything changes. You have to be really good at learning and keeping up with everything. It gives me a reason to get up in the morning and check the news and check Twitter and check and see what else is happening in the world because it's moving so fast. We've gone from everything being on-premises to being up in the cloud. We've got automation and AI and machine learning. It's really exciting. The shift into a whole range of different new exciting areas that wasn't even thought of 10 years ago. It's it's mind-blowing. And while I'm not involved in a lot of it, I've found that my focus on the cloud side has meant that I've now kind of slightly shifted into being focused on security. And I don't think security is going to go any, any way away anytime soon. We're going to be focusing on making sure our data is secure and making sure that we're looking after our people and our information. And that really excites me. I think you're absolutely right. Security is definitely going to be a hot topic over the next sort of, 10, 15 years. Are there any other um, technologies that that sort of interest you outside of your general remit? I tend to sort of get very focused. I, I sort of hone in on one specific thing. So I've been very focused on the Microsoft sphere of technology stack and, and things like that for so many years now that I, I don't know if I could shift away from it because I, I just love what I do so much. I really, I love my job. Okay, <laughs> that's fair enough. Um, I'll ask you uh, maybe a slightly leading question. So what brand of phone do you have? I have an Android phone. You do, right? <laughs> I do, I do. I am very much a Google fangirl as well. Despite being a Microsoft fangirl, I am definitely a Google fangirl. So I do have my domain is with Google. A lot of my internal application stuff that I use at home is all with Google, not just Microsoft. 
Okay, we're going to move into the reveal round now and ask you a few more sort of questions about how you think about IT. So are you ready for this? Sure, shoot. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? My dad. My dad is a systems engineer, even though he'll hate me using that term. Um, And so we've always had computers at home. And from a very young age, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be like my dad. Okay. What is the best career advice you've ever received? Stand up for what you know is right. So if you know you're doing something and you know that it's right and even your management is arguing with you, find a way to convince them or if necessary, go around them. If you know that what you're doing is correct and you need to do it, do it, particularly in a security sense. Yes. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? Starting from now, focus on cloud. Focus very heavily on cloud. And I would also definitely brush up on my coding and scripting skills. And what career objectives do you currently have? My career objectives are focused around um, Azure, so cloud-based Microsoft stuff, um, security and becoming more au fait with the security terminology and moving into that space, and identity because our identity online and in the world is it's so important and it's something that I really want to focus on going forward in my career. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? This one's an easy one people skills. Your network and the network of people that you know and that you can call on, it's your number one asset. You need a tribe to rely on. So this is tied back to my response in regards to your question about my worst moment. If I hadn't have had that tribe, if I hadn't have had that connection, I hadn't have felt trusted enough to be able to say to them, "I've, I've screwed up, I've done something wrong, I wouldn't have felt comfortable doing it. So you need to find your tribe. Jess, can you maybe share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? Love what you do. Not necessarily do what you love, but love what you do. You can't just do this job because it pays the bills. You have to actually enjoy it and do, to be able to do a good job, you have to feel a passion for it. So love whatever it is that you are doing. I think that's great. I think also the difference and the distinction you made between Loving what you do and doing what you love, I think you're absolutely right. It's so hard nowadays because we push people so much to to the whole, um, do what you love to do, and that's great, but sometimes that's not going to pay the bills. So whatever you're doing, find a way to love it. Find a way to get enjoyment out of it. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? The two best ways. So I'm on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter. My uh, Twitter username is at GirlGerms. And you can find more about me and other ways to contact me. There are quite a few of them on my website, which is girl-germs.com. Jess, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you very much for having me. It's been lovely. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening in to today's episode and to my guest career tips, advice and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e and then the number of today's episode. And a quick reminder that the show has now three episodes every week on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. So make sure that you are subscribed to the show 
to get new episodes automatically downloaded. Also, don't forget to join the IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group. You'll get to engage with other like-minded people, get to find out more about upcoming guests and other episodes, and can get involved in the future direction of the podcast. It really is a great pleasure to be able to talk to so many inspirational people from across the industry and to be able to share their stories and advice with you. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.